What's up, everybody? Welcome to the third episode of Bitcoin Magazine Happy Hour. I'm Colin Harper. Today I'm with Vlad Kostya and uh, Aaron Van Vuerdem. We are in uh, one of the back rooms at the Lightning Conference. What's up, guys? Good. What's up with you, Vlad? I'm okay. Vlad. We just had some trouble setting up old Yadio, and I have to thank Mad Bitcoins. Because yeah, he's thanks, the one man. who yeah, set us up. Mad Bitcoins. He let us use the microphones and the soundboard, which is very nice. Yeah, and we right didn't. now we have a very professional sound. So if you have Cheers, time man. to thanks, check man. him out on the World Crypto Network, which is on YouTube, then you should. And yeah. this is the advertisement part. Now we can. Yeah, this was this was kind of now we can talk shit about him. <laughs> he left the room. <laughs> yeah, this is kind of spontaneous. We didn't did not have the equipment thing uh, too figured out, and uh, Mad Bitcoins bailed us out. So, so this is cool. We're gonna do a Euro style this time. Your Euro style, yeah. What's uh, that? I guess you're not you're not Euro style at all, but <laughs> Vlad and me, we're bringing the Euro flavor to the podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, Eastern European, is... so that's debatable. Well, yeah, you're like halfway there. Well, you, yeah. you're Romanians, or you don't you don't think you're European? You too good oh, for that? Oh, we are Europeans. But well, Eastern Europeans, which well, is a different are you flavor. though? <laughs> I feel like there's all types of different flavors. You're it's not like, even you're not even supposed to travel to Europe, are you? <laughs> Oh, I'm not a citizen of the Schengen area. So yeah, exactly. They check my passport all the time. Yeah, yeah. They check my yeah. luggage. They, they Wait, what me. is this? Are you being serious? Is this like a joke? No, like, it, no, it's not. Like most countries within Europe, you can travel freely, but Romania... Right. Oh, and you can't do that. It's not open. Board. So every time you have to go through passport control when you... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Because that was the thing that would really surprise me when I was backpacking through like France and Italy and Spain is like we landed and I was expecting to go through passport controls like when I was studying abroad and nothing... Well, you, you do it once when you land. Right, exactly. Yeah, when you're coming it. from the States, yeah. yeah. And I, I didn't realize that was a rule, which I think is really cool. Um, well, there's a couple, like England isn't part of it, so if you, Ireland right. isn't part of it either. So right. if, you, if okay. you go there, you also have to share your passport. I think Ireland isn't part of Schengen, right? Do you know, Vlad? I'm not I'm, I'm 100% pretty sure. I can check. No, that's just fine. Just for the fact, just to fact check. So but also, I, Bulgaria is not a part of it? Yeah. Well, so the part of the, the idea of this podcast is we we drink beer. We drink and beer we, and we and talk we, about shit. I was I was gonna ask, I was gonna, I was gonna ask uh, who was on the previous ones. Uh, I, I heard Michael was on one of Michael, them. Michael, Cassie, Cassie um, almost got Riggins. Christian was on one of them. But yeah, so uh, we we drink beers. I think today uh, Aaron's sipping on a club mate, which I'm, I'm drinking club mate. That's like the it's not beer. It's, it's uh, a German like party uh, party uh, energy drink. Yeah, yeah. And I've, well, no, it's also a hackers drink. Like uh, at hackers conferences, like this one, it's very popular because they stay up all night hacking For coding sure. and stuff. And I've drank I've drank like a million gazillion of these today. Like you haven't seen me once walking around today <laughs> without one of these in my he's hand. He's literally been walking around with Club Mate all weekend. I'm, yeah, I'm so so I might either have to take a, a break from the podcast at one point because I have to hit the loo, or we have to quit after. Like every <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm sipping on a low and brow. Uh, there's an awesome lightning dispenser at the conference. It's like four four hundred sats, four hundred two sats for a beer, which is like. Three cents, super oh, cheap. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's incredible. But Vlad, you don't, you don't drink? No, he's straight uh, laced, man. I had no idea I was supposed to bring a drink. Oh, you, uh, you, you, you don't have to. I have a bottle to. of cola here. But you don't drink alcohol? Is that what I heard? Or uh, it's pretty, yeah, I mean, a little bit. I mean, Are I you, the, do you the one guy in Romania who doesn't drink? <laughs> Sometimes. Uh, I think I drink on special occasions. Is this special? Yeah. Which it is a special occasion, but you know, Fritz Cola, it's a drink. So uh, cheers, gents. Let's, uh, we, we, we've been uh, shooting the shit a little bit. Cheers. cheers. 
let's go ahead and dive in. Um, Lightning Conference has been pretty successful, I'd say. A uh, lot of great talks, a lot of quality people, um, great refreshments, good vibe, um, layout pretty good. So just wanted to kind of open up the podcast with uh, y'all's thoughts on what the first year has been like. I thought it was great. I was here at the Hack Day last year. So they, they did the Hack Days before, right? They did two in Berlin, I think, and then one in München and one in New York or so. I'm not sure, but I was at the Berlin one about a year ago, a bit, bit over a year ago. And that was great. It really gave me this early Bitcoin vibe. Like the, before the commercial guys got in and the suits got in, like it was just a hackers conference, right? In the early days. And that was what a hack day was like. And, and I really like that, that atmosphere. And Berlin is perfect for it. It's like Berlin, it's totally the Berlin culture. Um, and now, now they scale it up to a conference, but it's, it's kept the same vibe. Like upstairs you have all the hacking, Device like all the lightning, really cool stuff. Thingies. I didn't do any of it. To yeah, be there's like some like I, lightning ATMs. There's a scooter that you can pay with yeah. lightning, but I don't think it works. I tried to see if you could like. I tried to see if oh. it would give me a QR code, but yeah. Uh, so that kind of fun stuff, like people yeah. just uh, also at the tables, tables people just hacking away, and then like two tracks full of uh, yeah, pretty good talks. Like this was yeah. definitely you know, well, it's the first lightning conference, obviously, but it's. Good, like it's good quality. Yeah, high quality, very high level technical conversations as well. I heard developers, I, I, I've, from, so I've kind of sussed out from teams. A lot of the developers are finding it very enriching. Everyone's here. Like <laughs> Rusty is here from Australia. Zeman is here. That's not, you know, Zeman is like the, the unpronounceable name. Okay. Who does he work for? Uh, I think he's independent, but he's okay. pretty prominent lightning developer. Okay. Also Bitcoin sometimes, but... um. I, so uh, I met him, uh, like all of them, like, was anyone not here? I'm, I'm thinking out loud, like, uh, I don't know. Any, everyone was here. I mean, Keep it at you that. know it's a good conference when you see the Bitcoin sign guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah he's been for, oh, he's here? Up. I didn't see him. He's walking around? Yeah, yeah, he's here. He's got a lightning QR code. And that, that's the thing. I no, usually he puts on his suit and he's yeah. very recognizable, but this time he was uh, incognito. I mean, yeah, for sure. I, I've just been, obviously it makes it... It's perfect, and it should be this way, but it's like being able to spend everything, like lightning on everything, has been amazing. Like the functionality and all the things that you do, you can buy coffee. Um, well, yeah, you've been like traveling on Bitcoin. and Yeah, man. That's, this, this is an oasis. I mean, Arnhem was also it's an oasis. It's easy for you. It's been easy as hell, you're man. Go, yeah, like, you're going to Arnhem and now here and, <laughs> and at, at our meetup. Like, you got it easy this time. Yeah, it's honestly, not even a challenge. It isn't. It's like I almost like want to just spend fiat because it's just like, it's been too easy. You know what I mean? It's just like it's not really special anymore. Like, I was thinking about that like when I write the article. It's like... In San Francisco, it was a big deal when I finally sent it, spent it like in the store, you know, like on point of sale yeah. with a merchant. Like I bought a glass piece, right. and um, it, I was like, "Oh, I finally did it!" And the article was like a moment of triumph. And here is like, I like the, within an hour of being in Amsterdam, I bought a club sandwich with Bitcoin. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, do they do they accept Bitcoin in Romania? Where in Romania are you from? Which city or? So I'm close to Bucharest. Close to Bucharest. Yeah. Yes, and you'd be surprised. There used to be places where you could pay with Bitcoin. And right now I think of pawn shops and all sorts. Are they locking us up? Ha! We're being locked we're, in. We're stuck here. <laughs> As we're, we speak. We're going to be on? here until tomorrow morning. So speaking of Romanian Bitcoin adoption, there are some stores where you can pay with Bitcoins, but mostly thanks to a payments processor, which is called oh, that's Netopia. fair enough. I, I would count that. That's yeah, is it, just, is it just one payment processor? Because that's basically what Arnhem is in like Amsterdam. It's just this one dude doing BitCasa. Um, well, a few dudes. Yeah, but, it's, a, yeah. it's a small team, but yeah. one, Patrick is doing the most. As far as I know, there is only one. But we used to have exchanges. 
which got shut down because banks did not want to deal with them anymore. They saw them as competition, and they just marginalized them as businesses. And mm. we had Mitchapopescu, which all-time Bitcoiners. Oh know. yeah, Mitcha. Yeah. How do you pronounce it? Mitcha. Mitcha Popescu. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you know him? Mm-mm. Yeah, he's like old school uh, kind of out there guy. Do you know him? Do you know him personally? No. Uh. I mean, I found out after I got in, and it was shocking to me to know that one of the biggest Bitcoin whales is Romanian. I don't think he lives in Romania anymore, but he's sort of a legend. Yeah, I was booted from their IRC chat. They have their own IRC chat. They probably still do. Oh, it was called BC Markets or something? Or something like that. Do you know? No? Yeah, they had their own IRC chat. I was booted, but I was booted because I, have a, I had a bad connection with my VPN or something. Nothing personal. You were saying you were surprised to see like a huge whale was from Romania. That's one of the things that I really like about this conference is there's so many people from just all over. Like you got people from... Yeah, uh, that's what I was saying. Like the dude. states, like all over Europe, obviously the UK, Australia, yeah, um, Romania. Like it's it, it's incredible the the collision of culture that's kind of manifested here, and um, it's also really f- interesting to see all the different lightning. Like I was describing it to some people, I said if I could just translate the excitement and the fervor of this conference to people who don't know Bitcoin, like my family, my friends who like know Bitcoin but they don't, they're not really into the culture and yeah. they're not even close to this. Because a lot of the people who like who are just into Bitcoin marginally aren't, aren't even exposed to this kind of the, the kind of conference vibe that you get of all the developers and all the people building products and wallets being together and talking together and like kind of swapping notes and seeing what each other is working on. Um, it makes you extremely fucking bullish on all the things that are being being built on this new infrastructure. Yeah, but it's not about price here at all. No, like no yeah. one gives a fuck about price yeah. even one bit. Can, can we say fuck on an American podcast? I guess we can't say fuck on an American <laughs> yeah, podcast, can we? Don't worry, Callie doesn't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that's what yeah, but that's what I said. We're doing Euro yeah. style this time, so... Yeah, fuck exactly. It. It's fair game. Win, win in Rome, right? Um, exactly. But that's the thing, too, is that, yeah, like, people, like... I mean, the price is dipping right now. No one talked about it at all. Like, everyone's just excited about all these new lightning features. Um, and uh, all the... I've talked to so many companies here where they're coming out. They're, they're just coming out with crazy different iterations and like certain like uh you know use cases or they're trying to solve all these different problems um and uh yeah it's really it's really interesting because lightning is the, the developer community is thriving right now judging by this conference for sure yeah yeah, yeah definitely well i mean there's still a lot of work to be done for lightning mm-hmm. right it's like it's still it's still Very young and there's still yeah. but i i was i was talking with rusty the other day and uh I, he doesn't think there are any conceptual problems unsolved like it's all okay. it's all kind of solved like it it's all thought out how it will work and can work and like liquidity and right. routing and like he's not worried about any of that it's just just user experience it, and like, well well but that's a solvable problem so it's yeah. just someone needs to actually do it like the code needs to be written like yeah, that's that's okay. the main thing like the, it actually needs to be done and um that's the thing i was i was talking to connor earlier from lnd um and i was saying you know for me as a guy who will try to explain the tech to people, but like, don't, you know, it's, some of the tech is really hard to conceptualize. It's like, I don't know, I don't know exactly how it works on the same level they do, but I know it works because I've used it. And that's one of the more, more eye-opening well, things. Well, I've, I've used it. It doesn't work all the time. No, like I've had failures sure. as well. And that's, yeah. that's what I mean. Well, you know, it's still young and sometimes yeah, it sure. won't found a, found, sometimes it won't find the route and you're waiting for like a minute before you finally find out that there's yeah, no route. Absolutely. But that's one thing so I've noticed kind of stuff. this, this week is like, I've only had a few times where like 
my lightning. I'm running lightning, and like yeah. it hasn't been able to find a route. To, yeah, this to, week I haven't had any problems myself either. Yeah, it's been it's been like incredibly smooth, um, and uh, that's just really really nice to see. You know, like because there are kinks. Like I've had some few times where I try to log into my wallet and like kind of crashes randomly, and like the syncing with Neutrino, maybe like maybe the connection's bad, so you can't get the blocks that you need. So like mm. the, the app just doesn't work. You mm. know what I mean? Right. And you have to wait until you have stronger connection. Yeah, but. Yeah, but like I said, these are all solvable problems. For like sure. they're not conceptually unsolvable or anything. Yeah. It's just you know, got got to improve, got to iterate, Absolutely. got to put in the work. What, what's uh, what's been your favorite part of the conference, Vlad? Well, the fact that you can see on each level something else, and I think right here at the floor level, we saw the presentations, which are more like publicity and PR and announcements and proposals for technologies. Whereas upstairs, it's all about what's already available. And you see mm. proofs of concept, yeah. and you see small machines like ATMs in which you insert coins and you get Satoshis, and you see proposals for actual nodes that are going to be released, and hardware wallets, and the phone which runs a full Bitcoin node, and then the people from BTC Pay Server, and the people from BitRefill. Some crazy gaming stuff, too, like the guys that you interviewed yesterday. Can you yeah. talk a little bit about the Street Fighter game, too? Because I think that's kind of a funny yes. use case. Guys, I wasn't joking about having to hit the loo, so I'm I'm okay. just gonna yeah, take go a break it. and you you chat on, and I'll <laughs> see you in a bit. <laughs> I hope we're not actually locked in. I'm gonna find out now. Okay, so now that Aaron is leaving, we can we're gossip. Really <laughs> I I think you can punch the door. He'll be back. <laughs> he went through another door. But anyway, talk about some of those the gaming applications that you've seen so far. I think, so we were speaking of that Street Fighter type game. Yeah. I'm a big fan of these games. I used to play a lot of Mortal Kombat when I was younger. So the idea that you can punch opponents and do combos and stuff in a video game and you win or lose Satoshis depending on how well you do. Yeah, so for, for those in the audience, uh, it's this Street Fighter game that this dude created. It's a clone and it has different like Bitcoin characters. Like, characters in Bitcoin culture and um, you depending on how well you do with your combos and stringing together punches and kicks you take Satoshis from the other player and the same thing and you can lose Satoshis as well and you can also someone can pay to give you health um, and it's all very like people have been playing it a lot and it's been pretty funny to see people test it out um, very niche use case obviously but still fun to see those things being possible on lightning you know oh yeah and the characters from the game like Roger Cash and the Blockstream Spy. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then there's uh, Satoshi's Games, which is rolling out a Fortnite uh, <laughs> Bitcoin yeah. clone where you can, uh, when you kill people, um, depending on if they stake something on the game, then you take Satoshi's from them. And I think also they have like um, in game purchase, like. Uh, purchasable like uh, you know helmets and different like uh, costumes and skins and you can lose those in the games as well and they have or they have Satoshi values and you can lose those Satoshi values uh, as you play is that correct yes so the idea about light night about which I actually wrote an article which I suppose got published though will have been published by the way we end this or we publish it as a podcast it's a nice game. It's a clone of Fortnite. It's called Light Knight. It allows you to earn Satoshis when you frag opponents. And it's a nice concept that I guess is... I mean, it's extremely niche, but it's fun. It's niche. Like... It, it's fun. 
I hope that it onboards some video gamers who otherwise know nothing about Bitcoin or Lightning Network, but just want to make some extra money. And unlike Fortnite, where you have a virtual currency that you can spend in-game for a character customization, this is about Satoshis that you can spend anywhere on anything. You can just remove, I mean withdraw, not remove. You withdraw the Satoshis into your own wallet. And from that point on, you can go on bit refill, possibly, and buy some kind of gift card with the Satoshis that you made playing a video game. If I was a child right now, and I had about eight years or something, I would play a lot of lightning games and make Satoshis and possibly get rich. Well, you saw, like, uh, there was, like, a poll a while ago for, like, some major media outlet, and the poll was, like, asking... Uh, Gen Z, whom I will refer to as Zoomers in this podcast, they're asking all the Zoomers, if you get paid, like, what do you want for, for Christmas? Do you want, like, cash, like dollars, or do you want some sort of virtual currency? And the most of them said they wanted Fortnite bucks, and a couple others said they wanted crypto and Bitcoin. Um, so I, I think, like, rolling stuff, like gaming, like trying to integrate, integrate Bitcoin into gaming for kids, you know, it's a kind of a kind of a clunky thing and again it's very niche but if you can find a way to trojan horse that in that would be huge especially for younger generations who everything's digital anyway and it just makes more sense to them yeah but call me a boomer or whatever (laughs) give me give me give me the boomer perspective yeah the older i get the more i appreciate cash i understand that we need bitcoin as sound money because it's scarce but at the same time i want cash because it's confidential it doesn't leave marks yeah, but you're you're not ca- most people. Cash doesn't work online. Most people, yes, and that and is more why. commerce is moving online because I agree with you. In the physical world, I'll use cash, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, it's been it's been hard to get that through the internet lines. So I'm using Bitcoin for that, where possible. I mean, that's one of the best things is like if we can make like lightning payments, especially online seamless, it'd be so much quicker than having to do like, unless you're saving your debit or credit card information, but that's really not good um, on, on, you know, on your like home, like network or something like that. That's why I like BTC pay server because it, it just generates an invoice. You pay for it and that's it. Yeah. It's you great. don't have to register with your address, I love with your spending email online, or whatever. Man. It's great. Um, I think Aaron's right. Like that's, that's where it's going to be useful. People also have stigmas against like spending your Bitcoin. Like people always like when I tell them to do like the living on Bitcoin thing, they look at me funny and they're like, "Why the fuck would you spend it?" You know, well, because also, you gotta eat. Yeah. Hey. Right. See. And I kind of say that, that that's kind of my, my my rationale. It's like I'd be spending this money anyway, and I'm gonna spend and replace regardless, right? Like I'm going to get more Bitcoin after I spend this Bitcoin. But so you're not all in? No, I'm not all in. Weak sauce. Are you guys all in? <laughs> <laughs> No comments. So, you know, but dude, that's like, but seriously, on that note, like, sometimes I'll come home to, like, my girlfriend, right? And I'll just be talking about something that day at work or something cool that I wrote about, and I look at her, and I'm just like, I don't know why I don't have all my money in this right now, or at least, like, you know, more than what I do have. Like, I have a sizable chunk of my net worth in it, um, which is not very much. I'm a very poor man. Um, but yeah. We all are. No, no financial advisor. No, not a financial advisor. Or is it, it, it kind of... 
if you want to listen to a podcast which has Bitcoin whales and rich people, then I guess you, su- you should switch to Trace Mayer or something. Well, it's funny because uh, people, one. people like back home, whenever I tell them I do Bitcoin, especially my old friends, they're like, oh, yeah, like you must be loaded with, like, I went to like a high school reunion and they're like, you must be loaded. And I was like, bro, no, like don't. Like, no, like, you think that I am, but that's that's a stereotype. And also, if I were, I wouldn't fucking tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, dude, I'm loaded with Bitcoin. But um, then again, if we were doing a Monero podcast, we, we would pretend that we don't own any. And nobody actually owns Monero, and it's just... Of course no one owns Monero, because there's no reason it. for anyone to own Monero. Hot take. Yeah. Not that hot. Also, also um, got to be careful with these uh, boat trips. And <laughs> yeah. these are, these, I can tell you that much. I tell you, man, lost these a lot are, of lot of keys boating. These are risky. I mean, I heard accidents. nowadays when you go on a boat trip, they ask you to bring a hardware wallet. Yeah, it's like weird, a requirement. Huh? But then they they just get a lot of turbulence and. The sea becomes angry whenever this you is, get on with a hardware th- th- wallet. This is actually a good segue into something that I've really appreciated here is the KYC-free Bitcoin ATMs because those really don't exist you in mean the United just in States. Berlin? Yeah, I guess. I mean, are there? But there's, there's. Are there not some in the Netherlands, or is it basically ATMs, just? But in they're Berlin? definitely KYC AML. Okay, client. but Prague as well, right? There are certain places in Europe that have KYC-free ATMs and. I, I don't live everywhere in Europe. I, I just live <laughs> well, in I mean, just, yeah. <laughs> I thought you know everything, man. You're just, you're European. So Americans think, it's like, oh, you live in Europe, then you must know everything about every country. <laughs> but Colin, I guess it's also up to the way you define KYC, because for, I know some ATMs where you're supposed to give your phone number for a text message which you receive and you validate the transaction. Yeah. And they consider that... Your phone number is your KYC because they associate the phone number with your identity. Right. And then some, and sometimes, you know, like if you're using a debit card, that's obviously not KYC because, I mean, that's obviously KYC because like they're going to know your financial information from that. But I'm talking about like there are ATMs here and one of them is provided by, um, I always mispronounce it, Parallel Police. What is well, I, I, I don't speak Czech. But like, what's but the first? I, I would pronounce it as Parallelipolis. Parallelipolis, yeah. So it means parallel state in English. Um, but anyway, they have an ATM outside, and you just put in cash and you get Bitcoin, and that's awesome because, like, I was thinking, you know, that's like that's a. It, you're still bit, going to Prague, yeah, for sure. Or have so, you been there? Why do you know this? Um, Why well, do you have all of this information, Colin? Uh, research. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's cool, man, because you can do that to buy Bitcoin if you're an American. I mean, like, you'd have to get euros first. But if there are two-way ATMs, one of the things I'm going to do, I'm trying to meet up with my girlfriend after this in Belgium, and uh, I would like, if I could find a two-way ATM in Prague, I want her to send me some more Bitcoin from my hardware wallet back home because I can circumvent the fees at the airport. or the Oh, yeah, that's actually genuinely cheaper if you just Yeah, it's, it's so much. It's crazy cheap. What's up? It's oh, like, I, so what's up, Matt Bitcoin? Matt Bitcoin walks in, but uh, he left again, so... But it's like outrageously more cheap. It's how like how long is the podcast usually? How how much time do we have? Do we have to fill? Uh, probably like I'd say we do like more like ten more minutes. Okay, more that's, minutes. that's fair. Is that okay. Is that, is that Aaron, Aaron's, Aaron's a very Aaron's a very busy man. Vlad's looking at his phone. He's bored. <laughs> Speaking of phones, or were we in the middle of something? Next topic. Speaking of phones, did you see? Uh, <laughs> did you see uh, Async's new uh, wallet? It's uh, called no. Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. Mobile so what is, what is explain Phoenix to? So, uh, yeah, so it's it's uh, it, it user interface the way the difference between Lightning and on chain. Okay. So you just got a balance, and it's like a balance, and then you can pay either Lightning oh, or on chain. Oh, so oh yeah. wow. Okay. And, and then the phone itself figures out 
what's the best solution. Okay. And it uses a submarine swap or something if, if it has Whoa. to go from Lightning to on-chain. Wow, that sounds super complicated. It, what are the trade-offs with that? Like, uh, I think it's costly, right, to do the submarine swaps. It's like one transaction for you to pay the fee. Well, I think you're doing the submarine swap with async itself. Like they're kind of a mailman for that for that type of service. I don't know if it's expensive. I haven't asked. So that's a trusted third party right there. Yeah, yeah, kind of. So that's a trade-off. But you can also just pay with Lightning and then it's not but a trusted third party. Do they use your confirmation or something? Because that well, can take a while. Well, no, so you're, uh, let me think. Okay, so you're Lightning. The balance is actually all Lightning. But you can still make on-chain payments for a submarine swap. Right, because they just do the submarine swap and then they send it on-chain. Yeah. Okay. Well, or or can you actually... Uh, no, yeah, I think that's it. Okay. Uh, yeah, it looks really cool. It looks really slick. Like, that's... I've always been saying, like, that's the thing... Uh, this thing holding Lightning Wallet's back is like... Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, because it's like a new network effect you're starting yeah. up. Like, now, like, even though Bitcoin has, still has a very small network effect... Now, if you have Lightning Wallet, you can't even pay Bitcoin people if they're not also using Lightning. Yeah, Lightning. So sure. it's like a whole new network effect. And they're solving that with their wallets in a totally slick u- user interface. I've like, you don't even need to worry about I've it. I've been hearing a lot about submarine swaps this conference. And I, I recall, oh, yeah. like, I remember we talked about it, like, a long time ago, very briefly over Slack, like, when, uh, it, the, the, like, Alex Bosworth was first really talking about it. And people weren't really okay. reacting to it. You know what I mean? Like, people were trying to solve other problems. And it just wasn't really high on the priority list. Mm-hmm. Now people are really starting to think about things to do with submarine swaps. Um, like, I've heard a lot of, like, different talk from companies about trying to do, like, you know, stuff like that. Um, like, um, trying to revamp how uh, wallets can, you know, balance, uh, have their funds and send them on chain or with lightning also just like how people were trying to do like perhaps maybe um have some sort of fiat on ramp like if you had like something like a, a token like a like tether or something like that um, well did you see my panel no i know yeah. you didn't did you, did, <laughs> did you see my panel flat no you both uh, missed I was my panel yeah <laughs> you, you, weren't nah. you guys supposed to be working at the conference i was yeah I was, wor- I, I, I was working oh you were was, working yeah. okay. i mean we're working you know <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so i had a well the, so the spark swap guys yeah yeah so they're doing that i think that's what you're talking about right like yeah, you just you yeah. just buy a, a lightning panel with fiat you just yeah. send fiat and you get a lightning panel in, in exchange yeah um and I f- wasn't there another company doing something like that? Anyways, no, that's ra- what you're ra- talking about. So that's that's here already. Yeah, and like radar, uh, radar ion is it's not. I don't think it's submarine swaps. But I was talking about them. I was like shooting the shit about like potentially doing something like that, like having USDT or like some other token for like some sort of like trustless exchange. Well, yeah. Anything. So then you can actually have like a dex. Yeah, exactly. Well, but you call it a trustless trustless exchange, but you're still trusting. Tether in that case, of yeah, course. Yeah, but but sure. yeah, fair enough. Like if, if that's right. the assumption you're willing right. to make, then you can actually create very cool DEXs with Lightning. Yeah. And I think that was a talk about it as well um, on day one. Yeah, for sure. And that's, that's the thing, like, again, it is like Tether is still like, I don't know, like you shouldn't drink the Kool-Aid about like, you know, manipulating markets, but it's still sketchy. And like, I, yeah, don't I hold that, Tether. Like I, I recommend against holding Tether. Yeah. I, at the same time, I don't think it's like this big scam that's been, that's been perpetuated. I remember you, I remember you and, talked me off that cliff. Uh, oh yeah. Do you remember that? And yeah, probably. We also had Amy on board, of yeah. course. And <laughs> yeah, I had some discussions indeed. with her. So that's something I don't, un- I don't, you know, I don't understand journalists who hate Bitcoin. Do you know what I mean? Like the ones who make their careers on yeah, hating Bitcoin. Yeah, that's kind of odd, right? Like they, they are, like you said, they're making their career in Bitcoin hating Bitcoin. Yeah. I would just find something else in the world that yeah, I would it's just find like, I guess they're just so angry. Like maybe they just can't get a job anywhere else. But it also, 
Maybe, but it also speaks actually to the success of Bitcoin. Yeah. Like Bitcoin has grown so massively successful that there's now markets for journalists that are just critical of Bitcoin. Yeah, like exactly critical mm-hmm. and even just like whatever. Like, if you ever like read anything of David Gerard, like it's incredible how yeah, like, unreasonable it, it is. It's absolutely mm-hmm. unreasonable. Yeah, yeah. It's just like you know, like just absolutely completely dying the facts. Like you totally be like no one, like no one's using this, and then you actually show evidence. Like when Amy will be like, you know, no, like you can't use this. And just like, I've used it. (laughs) Is there a lot of uh, Romanian specific journalism going on in Bitcoin or are there like Romanian websites? Have you worked for any of them? I actually got an offer yesterday from one of them to write. Are you going to take it? I just told them that I don't have much time because right now Christy is passing me so many assignments and sometimes I write one article a day and it might not sound much, but... Depends I on what well, it depends on the article, right? No, yeah. Vlad is our rising star. Colin, Colin's already established by now. Vlad is okay. our new rising star. I used to be like the poster boy of Crypto Insider. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shut down. And I remember, Aaron, I wrote to you when I wanted to leave them. Because yeah, you did. I, I think I, I replied very briefly, like just yeah, so email. You gave me an email address, which was yeah. useful. Yeah. But then I changed my mind because they came back to me and made me another offer. And I stood by them... And I was with them for another six So what, months. you almost worked for Bitcoin Magazine back in the day? Yes, you're saying? in January. Oh, bro. <laughs> What's it, is Crypto Insider down now? Yeah, it's gone. They shut down. It's a long story. We were about to launch a new website. And the boss's girlfriend died and he got oh, depressed. Oh, Christ. Mm. And in the end, he ended up not doing anything. Mm. And anyway, he was into Tezos, which mm. is catchy <laughs> at best. They, right. they have a lot of lawsuit problems. And right. Yeah, dude, Tezos, it took, they took, it took them like a year to launch because the SEC was up their ass from day one. Okay, yeah. we're Bitcoin magazine. Let's not get into that. Yeah, it's all trash, man. That's something that Aaron, I thought this was some juicy... Uh, well, anyways, yeah, let's it move is on. Ju- that's it better. Is, that's it is juicy, but... That's what Aaron... Aaron, right. Aaron kicked the shit coin out of me when he came to Bitcoin <laughs> magazine. You used to work for Doug Polk, right? For what? Doug Polk, the guy with... Who did? Oh, yeah, Doug Polk. Coin yeah, Central. so... Yeah, that's, did you that's, work? Oh, yeah. yeah that's kind own. of the dark secret of my origins, actually, right. is I used to work at Coin Central. It's right. like, I know you got an offer from them. So, like, yeah, so Doug Polk is this, like, uh, this... this uh, poker guy he actually played he's actually a really good poker player like he played at the world series of poker one year like dude's legit yeah, yeah. <laughs> he launches he had these uh shit coin youtube videos and he's just like a charismatic good looking guy so like he just you know. well his, he's also good at like his videos are no, he's very, watch. Yeah. i also watch his poker videos sometimes yeah. because i kind of yeah play he's poker a great sometimes. poker player and he's got another uh, a website called like up, up swing poker or something like that have you been keeping up with the latest cheating f- drama going on Mm-mm. no you're not in poker never mind then it's a bitcoin podcast fuck it <laughs> I mean, but dude, there's a lot of overlap between Bitcoin and poker. Yeah, so there crazy. was this. There was this. Uh, so you know that sometimes they broadcast poker, right? Yeah. And there was like this live stream where they were broadcasting poker, and it was like this popular thing. And there was one guy who was always winning. Yeah. Like he was uh, like a was god-like. he filming other people's hands? Yeah, he was getting the messages on his phone or something, oh, like no. allegedly, but Shit. it's pretty obvious. Uh, okay. So yeah. it's, a, it's a big sp- scandal in the poker world Funny. right now, and Doug Doug uh, Park has been making. Yeah, yeah. On that so, as well. so he started a website with a bunch of people, and anyway, but um, yeah, it's like so many of those websites popped up during the ICO. Are we bro. being kicked out? Sorry, um, soonish, but not right now. Okay, soon-ish. okay, we gotta Sounds wrap good. up soonish, yeah, but not right now. Maybe, maybe eight, eight more minutes or so of recording. But um, well, what, what, what's uh, we need to get something important in. No, I don't think so, so far we've just <laughs> been important. <laughs> <laughs> what's important, guys? Flat. 
Vlad, what's uh, we got to get something important in the podcast for people who are listening. I mean, you're important, right? <laughs> hey, we're you're, you're like the superstar of Bitcoin journalism. Well, thank you, Vlad. That's very nice of you. And I'm gonna try to hang out with you tonight just to see what it's like to be so famous and the life of Aaron myself Van in five years I'll be in your position. And I got to prepare for that. It's been pretty cool, though. Like, I don't know, like, on that note, like, what you were saying earlier, just, like, uh, it's been pretty cool to get three of us together, you know? Like, the, the three big Bitcoin guys at Bitcoin Magazine, you know, like, the real dudes who are, like, you know, balls deep into, into loving this stuff. Um, Is that been, us? I think so. I mean, you got Michael. He's a huge fan. Yeah, but Michael sure. doesn't write as much, you know? Michael, sure. Come on, Michael dude, don't do, diss yeah. him. Honestly. No, I love him. Yeah, no, no. I, no Michael, I love you, babe. Um, Michael runs uh, social media for us at Bitcoin Magazine, among other things. He does a lot of product review stuff. Um, but I just think, like in terms of like journalists, like you know, the guys like really. We have Jimmy, right? Yeah, Jimmy for sure. But Jimmy's uh, Jimmy's not as into it. You know, I think uh, he makes good money doing it. Um, but he has a lot of articles that he publishes. He does for sure, absolutely. Um, but uh, as for important things. Um, I was talking to Connor about. Uh, if you heard much about TLV, I don't know what the acronym actually. Uh, it sounds like Tel Aviv to me, but that's probably um, not what you mean. No, it's it's like this. Um, he was telling me how it's basically um, a. Uh, it's basically going to be some sort of like protocol upgrade, and I'm going to butcher this because I didn't actually. He was talking about it too technical level for me to really understand it, mm-hmm. but it's basically a way for. Uh, developers to test out certain features and users can integrate those features without the entire implementation like LND or Eclair having to update. Oh, right. Yeah. And so, yeah, go ahead. You. Uh, well, you should first finish your sentence. I just it, thought of something important. But um, anyway, so like it, basically that and like it's going to be a way for people to test those things and apparently there's going to be easier like operability between languages um, right. or something like okay. that between implementations uh, without having to wait for like spec sheets where they have to take all of the code and then you know, find some way to translate it or something like that. But uh, what's your, what was your important Yeah, point? well, it's, it's not really breaking news, but it's still like Electrum is coming out with their implementation of Lightning. Yeah. That's, that's major. Yeah, for Like sure. that's the first Bitcoin wallet that's already established and out there and people are using it that's now going to, you know, offer Lightning into their user interface. So that's going to probably onboard a ton of people. And, yeah, for sure. You know, Electrum's been doing great work for years now and it's, it, you know, it's certainly going to be proper stuff and it's going to be its own implementation so it's right. going to be a fourth major implementation as well yeah for sure and they've, been I think that's on a, it. they've been working on it for like a year and a half too they've been working on this for a long time oh i know because last it. year at the heck day they were already at the point where they thought they were going to launch soon oh yeah like last year at the heck day they said we're going to launch someone asked like eta for lunch and they said uh, before christmas okay and so. then someone in the audience said as a joke which christmas and everyone laughed. And now we're a year further. So, yeah, yeah it's so actually going to be the other Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and I was talking to uh, Connor. He said he was really exciting, excited about the idea, the concept of having, like, Electrum servers for, like, you know, all yeah. the Bitcoin servers for, yeah, like, exactly. all types of, like, liquidity and routing. Yeah. And because um, uh, I mean, that, that's the big – one of the things he was saying is that's, like, the big – thing that they're trying to work on is really just making routing as smooth as possible. Because that's really kind of like what you were saying earlier. I think like we know what we need to do to fix those problems, yeah. but it just all the pieces need to fall into place. You know? yeah, yeah. yeah, what else? I enjoyed doing my panel. I think it went fairly well. I had an exchange panel. Yeah, for sure. Um, so tell us a little more about that. Like, uh, Yeah, so um, 
Uh, it was someone from Bitstamp, Hodel, Hodel, CMT. Oh, we gotta we gotta wrap up. Okay, we actually gotta wrap up now. We're getting the sign that we gotta wrap up. Oh, I, I shouldn't forget the last one. Uh, Spark swap, just yeah. for the record. People should watch it online. You know, we, oh, we yeah. gotta wrap up. So I'll just say, yeah, for the, sure. All the, the whole the whole conference is online, so people yeah. can watch everything. All the talks are online. Uh, they're gonna be on YouTube. Make sure to check them out. There've been some really quality ones. And yeah, it looks like we're uh, we're gonna have to wrap up here. Vlad is using the restroom, it seems. So it's uh, me and Aaron at this point. Thomas, can you sign us off on the in the genuine style? Are we done? We're yeah, done. Think, we're I gonna be we're signed done. off. All right, go for it. All right, thanks for hanging out at the Lightning Conference 2019. This has been Bitcoin Magazine. Until next time, bye bye. See you guys. We'll see you next week.